Praise the Lord, everyone. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Let's give the Lord some praise. Hallelujah, Lord. Lord, we praise your holy name. Hallelujah. Hallelujah, Lord. Hallelujah. Hallelujah, 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 Lord, we praise your name. Hallelujah, Lord. Hallelujah, Lord. Hallelujah. Hallelujah, oh Lord, Lord, we praise your name, oh Lord, hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. Hallelujah, Hallelujah, Lord, Hallelujah, Lord, Hallelujah, Lord, Lord, we praise you, Lord, we praise you. Hallelujah, Hallelujah, Lord. Hallelujah, Lord. Our God, Hallelujah, Hallelujah. Amen. Amen. Hallelujah, Lord. Praise the Lord, everyone. Hallelujah. Father, we give you the praise and the honor and the glory most do you, almighty God. Father, we thank you, O Lord, for this word today. Father, edify us in this word. Help us, O Lord. Bring all things to light. Let us, almighty God, be a beacon unto others also. Father, place your wisdom and your knowledge within us. 
Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Father. This we pray in Jesus' name, Yeshua Mashiach. Amen. Amen, everyone. Amen. We are uh, picking up today in Second Chronicles uh, chapter 8. Okay, we left off with Solomon in the temple, the things that he has prayed to God, and God has appeared before him. And now uh, we are on to the activities of uh, Solomon. Okay, chapter 8, verse 1. At the end of the 20 years during which Solomon built the temple of the Lord, and his own place, Solomon rebuilt the villages that Haram had given him and settled Israelites in them. Solomon then went to Hamath Zobath and captured it. And he also built up Tatmor in the desert and all the store cities he had built in Hamath. He, re- he rebuilt the upper Beth Horon and lower Beth Horon as fortified cities with walls and with gates and bars, as well as Baleth and all his stores, cities, and all the cities for his chariots and for his horses. Now remember, He had a city specifically for horses (laughs) and chariots. And then he also had horses and chariots in Jerusalem where he was. (laughs) Whatever he desired to build in Jerusalem, in Lebanon, and throughout all the territory he ruled. All the people left left from the Hittites, the Amorites, the Pezzarites, the Hivites, and the Jezebites. These people were not Israelites. That is, their descendants remaining in the land whom the Israelites had not destroyed. These Solomon conscripted for his slave labor force, as it is to this day. But Solomon did not make slaves of the slave labor force as it is, uh, I'm sorry, but Solomon did not make slaves of the Israelites for his work. They were his fighting men, commanders of his captains and commanders of his chariots and charioteers. So the slaves were the Hittites, the Amorites, the Pezzarites, and the Hivites, and the Jezebites. But the Israelites were warriors. Everyone understand that. They were fighting men. Uh, They were also King Solomon's chief officials. 250 officials supervised the men. Wow. Solomon brought Pharaoh's daughter up from the city of David, to the palace he had built for her. For he said, My wife must not live in the place of of David, king of Israel, because the palaces, because the places the ark of the Lord have entered are holy. 
on the altar of the Lord that he had built in front of the portico. Solomon sacrificed burnt offerings to the Lord according to the daily requirements from offering commanded by Moses for Sabbath, new moons, and the three annual feasts. Notice what he says here. Okay. On the altar of the Lord that he had built in front of the portico, Solomon sacrificed burnt offerings to the Lord. When did he do this? He did it on the Sabbaths, Saturday, every Saturday. New moons. The new moons. And the three annual feasts, the unleavened bread, the feast of weeks, and the Feast of Tabernacles. In keeping with the ordinance of his father David, he appointed the divisions of the priests for their duties and the Levites to lead the praise and to assist the priest according to each day's requirement. He also appointed the gatekeepers by division for various gates because this was what David, the man of God, had ordered. And they did not deviate from the king's command to the priest or to the Levites in any matter, including that of the treasuries. All Solomon's work was carried out from the day the foundation of the temple of the Lord was laid until its completion. So the temple of the Lord was finished. And then Solomon went to Israel, Gerber, and Eleph on the coast of Edom. And Hiram sent him ships commanded by his own officers, men who knew the sea. These, with Solomon's men, sailed to Ophir and brought back 450 talents of gold, which they delivered to the king Solomon. See how much gold there was? <laughs> wow. That was a lot of gold, right? Okay. When the queen of Sheba heard of Solomon's fame, she came to Jerusalem to test him with hard questions, arriving with a great caravan with camels carrying spices and large quantities of gold and precious stone. She came to Solomon and talked with him about all she had on her mind. And Solomon answered all her questions. Nothing was too hard for him to explain to her. And when the queen of Sheba saw the wisdom of Solomon, as well as the place he had built, the food on his table, the seating of his officials, the tending servants in their robes, the cupbearers in their robes, and the burnt offerings he made at the temple of the Lord. She was overwhelmed. Remember, Solomon didn't burn one or two offerings, thousands of offerings, okay? She uh, said to the king, 
the report I heard in my own country about your achievements and your wisdom of truth, but I did not believe what they said until I came and saw with my own eyes. Indeed, not even half the greatness of your wisdom was told to me. You have far exceeded the report I heard. How happy your men must be. How happy your officials who continue to stand before you and hear your wisdom. Praise be to the Lord your God who has delighted in you and placed you on his throne as king to rule for the Lord your God. Because of the love of your God for Israel and his desire to uphold them forever, he has made you king over them to maintain justice and righteousness. Now, we are talking about a queen that has come out of Egypt. What does she know about that? You see, people all over the area knew about the Israelite kingdom. They were told stories were roaming all over the place. So there was a lot that they knew about them. And she was no exception. Then she gave the king 120 talents of gold, large quantities of spices, and precious stones. There had never been such spice as those the Queen of Sheba gave to King Solomon. The men of Haram and the men of Solomon brought gold from Ophir, and they also brought algam wood and precious stones. And the king used algam wood to make steps for the temple of the Lord and for the royal place and to make harps and lures for the musicians. Nothing like them had ever been seen in Judah. King Solomon gave Queen Sheba all she desired and asked for. He gave her more than she had brought to him. And then she left and returned with her uh, she left and returned with her return to her own country. The weight of the gold that Solomon received yearly was 666 talents, not including the revenues brought in by merchants and trades. There's that number, 666. Wow. Remember, we say it does turn up in the scriptures. Uh, here it is right here. Okay. Um, also, all the kings of Arabia and the governors of the land brought gold and silver to Solomon. Man, man, man. <laughs> King Solomon made 200 large shields of hammered gold. 600 buckets of hammered gold when went into each shield. He also made 300 small shields of hammered gold with 300 buckets of gold in each shield. 
the king put them in the palace of the forests of Lebanon. And then the king made a great throne inlay with ivory and overlaid with pure gold. The throne had six steps and a footstool of gold was attached to it. Wow. Let's read that again. Show you how much. Uh, this just shows you how much riches was around him. Uh, then the king made a great throne inlaid with ivory. Ivory. You can't even get your hands on ivory today because it's, you know, it's not. <laughs> it's it, here in the States. It's against the laws. You're not allowed to have ivory because the animal laws uh, and overlaid with pure gold. And then once they put the ivory down, then they overlaid it with gold. You know, that was not just expensive, oh, but it was gorgeous. Just think about it. Smooth and shiny. Wow. Uh, then the uh, then the king made a great throne inlaid with ivory and overlaid with pure gold. The throne had six steps and a footstool of gold uh, when attached to it. On both sides of the seal were armrests and with a lion standing beside each of them. Why the lion? The lion of Judah always has been a symbol for Israel, okay? It is the symbol for Judah. Hello. Okay, 12 lions stood on the six steps, one at either end of each step. Nothing like it. Nothing like it had ever been made for any other kingdom. All King Solomon's goblets were gold. All the household articles in the palace of the forest of Lebanon were pure gold. Nothing was made of silver because silver was considered of little value in Solomon's day. Wow. The king had a fleet of trading ships manned by Haran men, uh, manned by Haram's men. Once every three years, it turned carrying gold, silver, and ivory, and apes and baboons. King Solomon was great in riches and wisdom, and then all the other kings of the earth. And all the kings of the earth sought audience with Solomon to hear the wisdom God had put in his heart. Year after year, everyone who came brought a gift, an article of silver and gold and robes and weapons and spices and horses and mules. Now Solomon had 4,000 stalls, 4,000 stalls for horses and chariots, and 12,000 horses, wow, which he kept in the chariot city, 
<laughs> and also with him in Jerusalem. He ruled over all the kings from the river to the land of the Philistines, as far as the border of Egypt. The king made silver as common in Jerusalem as stones and cedar as plentiful as sycamore fig trees in the foothills. Solomon's horses were imported from Egypt and from all other countries. As for the other events of Solomon's reign from the beginning to the end, are they not written in the records of Nathan the prophet? In the prophecy of Ahijah, the Silonite, the Shilonite, and in the version of Idu, the seer, concerning Jeroboam, son of Nebet. Solomon reigned in Jerusalem over all Israel 40 years, and then he rested with his father and was buried in the city of David, his father. And Rehoboam, his son, succeeded him as king. Now, I just want to say very quickly, they show you the wealth that Solomon has. It was extreme, extreme. Now, also, I want you to look down here. Make sure you get your pencils and pen out and write this down. Uh, where is the events of Solomon located? In Nathan's the prophet in the prophecy of Ahijah, the Shilonite, and in the vision of Idu, the seer. Okay? All right, we're going to move on to chapter 10. Uh... Rehoboam went to Shechem, for all the Israelites had gone there to make him king. And when Rehoboam, I'm sorry. And when Rehoboam, son of Nebet, heard this, he was in Egypt. And when he had fled from King Solomon, he returned from Egypt. So they sent for Joe, uh, Jeroboam, and he and all Israel went to Rehoboam and said to him, Your fathers put a heavy yoke on us, but now listen, the harsh labor and the heavy yoke he put on us, and we will serve you. So... Rehoboam answered, come back to me in three days. So the people went away. And then King Rehoboam consulted the elders who had served his father Solomon during his lifetime. How would you advise me to answer these people, he asked. And they replied, if you will be king, uh, if you will be kind to these people, and please them and give them a favorable answer. 
They will always be your servants. But Rehoboam rejected the advice of the elders and gave him the counsel, the young man who had grown up with him and was serving him. And he asked them, what is your advice and how should we answer these people who say to me, listen, the yoke of your father put on us. Lighten, I'm sorry. The, <laughs> lighten the yoke your father put on us. Uh, the young men who had grown up with him replied, tell the people who have said to you, your father put a heavy yoke on us, but make our yoke lighter. Tell them, my little finger is thicker than my father's wrist. My father laid, laid on you a heavy yoke, and I will make it even heavier. My father scourged you with whips, and I will scourge you with scorpions. Now, this was a really, uh, as you can see, it was a very immature, uneducated answer to give to people who had just finished building your house, your father's home, and the church of God, okay? They needed a rest, plain and simple. And we see this today uh, on businesses and things. People get tired. They need a rest, and they want to keep working. You work, and you work. Well, when you do that to someone, several things happen. They're not with you anymore. They lose respect for you. They tire out and they begin to pull away. They take days off. They get sick. They're unable to care for themselves because usually with that, there's not much pay either. So a lot of things go on and this pretty much might be the case. Let's read on. Three days, uh, my father scored you with the whip and I will scourge you with scorpions. Three days later, Jeroboam and all the people returned, uh, returned to uh, Rehoboam as, as the king had said. Come back to me in three days. And the king answered them harshly, rejecting the advice of the elders. And he followed the advice of the young men and said, My father made your yoke heavy, and I will make it even heavier. Uh, my father scourged you with whips, and I will scourge you with scorpions. So the king did not listen to the people. For this turn of events was from God. So fulfilled the word the Lord had. Okay. For this turn of events was from God <clears throat> to fulfill the world that God had spoken to uh, Jeobam, son of Nebet, through Ahijah the Shilonite. And when all of Israel saw that the king refused to listen to them, they answered, King, 
What share do we have in David? What part in Jesse's son? To your tents, O Israel, and look after your own house, O David. See? So what did they do? They pulled away and left the house of David by itself. Was it supposed to be like that? No. But Rehoboam did not really pay attention to his father or the situation when he was growing up. He was more or less reaping the goodies. <laughs> All right, let's move on. Um So all the Israelites went home, but as for the Israelites who were living in the town of Judah, Rehoboam still ruled over them. King Rehoboam sent out Adojiram, who was in charge of forced labor, but the Israelites stoned him to death. And King Rehoboam, King Rehoboam, however, managed to get into his chariot and escape to Jerusalem. So Israel has been in rebellion against the house of David to this day. Uh, when Rehoboam arrived in Jerusalem, he mustered the house of Judah and Benjamin. 180,000 fighting men to make uh, okay, to make war against Israel and to reign the kingdom uh, to, to regain the kingdom from Rehoboam. But these words of the Lord came to Shemaiah, the man of God, saying to Rehoboam, son of Solomon, king of Judah, and to all Israelites in Judea and Benjamin. This is what the Lord says. Do not go up to fight against your brothers. Go home, every one of you, for this is my doing. So they obeyed the word of the Lord and turned back from marching against Jeroboam. Rehoboam lived in Jerusalem and built up towns for defense in Judah. And Bethlehem, Etam, Tico, Benzur, Soko, Absalom, Goth, Mashith, Mazif. These were the fortified cities in Judah and Benjamin. Uh, he strengthened their defense and put commanders in them uh, with supplies of food, olive oil, and wine. Food, olive oil, and wine. He put shields and spears in all the cities and made them very strong. So Judah and Benjamin were his. The priests 
and Levites from all their districts throughout Israel uh, sided with him. The Levites even abandoned their pasture lands and property and came to Jerusalem. Uh, sorry, came to uh, came to Judah and Jerusalem because Job uh, Joabam and his sons had rejected them as priests of the Lord, and he appointed his own priests from high places and for goats and calf idols he had made. Those from every tribe of Israel who set their hearts on seeking the Lord, the God of Israel, followed the Levites to Jerusalem, uh, to the kingdom of Judah, and supported Rehoboam, son of Solomon, three years, walking in the way of David and Solomon during this time. Uh, Rehoboam married Mahalath, who was the daughter of David's son, Jeremoth, and of Abinal, the daughter of Jesse, son of Elith. She bore him uh, sons, Jesu, She brought him sons, Jeush, Shemana, and Saham. Then he married Mecca, daughter of Absalom, who bore him Abijah, Hatiz, Ziza, and Shilomith. Uh, Rehoboam loved Mecca, daughter of uh, Absalom, more than any of the other wives and concubines. In all, he had 18 wives and uh, 60 concubines, uh, 28 sons and and 60 daughters. (laughs) Uh, Rehoboam appointed Abijah, son of Mecca, to be the chief priest among his brethren in order to make uh, him king. And he acted wisely, dispersing some of his sons throughout the districts of Judah and Benjamin. And to all the fortified cities, he gave them abundant provisions and took many wives for them. Okay, uh, we're going to stop here today. Um, as you can see, uh, Rehoboam is following at the moment in his father's footsteps. <laughs> okay, so all the people who were in Lower Judea or other parts uh, that wanted to continue to follow God they would travel to Jerusalem and live there because that's where it was being practiced. The uh, other uh, gentlemen that the Lord gave the ten tribes to, uh, Jeroboam, he was not doing as the Lord had said. He was casting idols and worshiping idols and stuff. (sighs) which is something 
that shouldn't have been done. Now, if you think about today in, in terms of these things, uh, people do everything uh, and worship all kinds of things rather than worship the one true God because they don't consider him the one true God. Uh, many don't even consider him as God. They think some think he's a prophet. And other thinks he's just a person. Okay, um, so that is the issue going on then and still is today. Okay, all right, everyone. Um, let's bow our heads and pray out. Dear Heavenly Father, thank you, Lord, for this word today. We pray that this word was a blessing to those listening in. Father, we give you the praise and honor and glory as always in Jesus' name. Amen. Uh, for those of you who would like to reach out to me, you can at anchor.fm right slash linda-mcmillan9. Or you can reach out my reach out at my email, which is macmillan75gmail.com. Or for those of you who already know me on Facebook, you can throw me a line there. Just look up Linda McMillan. Okay, everyone. You have a blessed evening and good night.